Well, let's look at uh, Ephesians 5.17. Talking about being full of the Spirit. And uh, had something else that we need to cover this morning. Being full of the Spirit. Ephesians 5.17. It says, Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. Verse 18 says, Do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation or excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. And then it talks about some other things. Speaking to one another, psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing, making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. You can just see an overflow there. You're full of something, it comes, it comes out. If you're full of something, it comes out. You know that? You know you talk to somebody and uh, they're into whatever it is. They're, they're into some hobby or... And man, if they're into a, a person, you know, boy or girl they like, it's going to come out. You know, you don't have to talk to them too long and, oh, we're talking, okay, we're going to talk about him or her again. We're going to talk about, you know, a sport. If they're into baseball, football, soccer, you talk, to, it's going to come out. If they're excited about technology, uh, they're going to be talking about the latest something, whether you really want to hear it or not, you know, it, it, it's going to come out. Amen. That's the way everybody is. Well, when we're full of the Spirit, what's going to come out? Is we're going to overflow with the things of God. We're going to overflow with the Spirit. Um, you know, if, uh, if we're in situations when we get poked, when we get pressed, what we're full of is going to come out. Amen? What are we, so we want to be full. If you're going to be full of something, you want to be full of God. Because that's how we're going to actually overcome in this life. Amen? Amen? Do we believe that or not? No, it, if we think, oh, it just doesn't matter, you know, we just, yeah, we're Christians, but we just go along and live like the world and do whatever, and it, it'll all be okay. I mean, that's what the Bible teaches. The Bible uh, teaches a reality that, that there is a spiritual realm, there is a God, there is a devil, there are angels, there are demons, that we live in a fallen world. And, you know, there are people that love God, not as many as needs to be. There's a whole lot of people that just don't care and think there's nothing to do and there's no spiritual anything. The fact is, that's just ignorance and you're not neutral in that case. You really, if you're not, if you're not pressing into God, then you're on the devil's territory and we're being influenced by him whether people know it or not because it's just in the world. The world, it's like, you know, if you got a river flowing... If you do nothing and just kind of let yourself go, you're going to go with the river. You don't go upstream by doing nothing. You know what I'm talking about? If you have a river or a moving body, river, dangerous. Don't go out in the middle of a river, you know. No matter how good a swimmer you are, you can drown. But, you know, you got, you got water flowing. If you just lay back and do nothing, guess where you're going to end up? You're going to end up downstream. You're not neutral. You're moving with the, the flow. You know what I'm talking about? All you got to do to end up like the world is just wake up, 
and do what you feel like and do what everybody else is doing. And you'll just float in. Just go to school and look around and go, do what everybody else is doing. And you'll just end up just like them. <laughs> it takes actual effort. You've got to know what's going on. Uh, it's the same thing over and over every generation. It, it, it changes. I mean, the, the, the packaging changes. But people are people. Okay, the issues we're dealing with now, uh, yeah, we may have some new technology and there's some weirdness. But remember, the world was wiped out in a flood. I mean, that literally happened. It was really bad. You know how many people made it through that? Eight. That's it. And so when you say how bad it is, yeah, it looks bad, but um, it's not as bad as it could be. <laughs> it's bad as it probably it's going to be. But we got to know that when we wake up and we look around, if we're just going to think, man, you know, I'm just going to be encouraged by everything in the world, you're, you're fooling yourself. The world is, it, it's, it's going with the way of the God of this world, who is Satan, you know, pushing on this world. He has authority to be here, and he's not going to be removed until the time comes. And so there's people that are neutral, and then there's people that are flat out gung-ho for evil in all kinds of ways. But when you wake up, if we don't, and we go through this world, if we're not, what, if we're not full of God, you're going to come up smack against the world and it's going to push you around. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're Christian, not Christian, the world's going to push you around, but God made a way so that we could overcome Amen. through it. God is not uh, the one that's going to be defeated. And if we're going to flow with Him, then we're not going to be defeated. Well, you need to be full of Him. We need to do it on purpose. We need to be ready. We need to go through. We need to, we need to push back. We need to understand these things, that there, there is a reality. There is a spiritual reality. It's not just what we see. It's not what we can sense with our five physical senses. There is a spiritual realm that created this realm, that was here before this realm existed, the, the physical realm I'm talking about. It's foolish to think all there is is what we can see and feel and hear and touch and taste. And if we can't prove it, if we can't see it and put our hands on it, that there's nothing else, how would we know? That's like saying, you know, I'm going to detect sound waves with something that is only visual. If I do that, I can't see them. So they don't exist, right? No, they're detected a different way. Now, I know I know enough about physics. I mean, it's all interrelated and all that stuff. But I'm talking about you just take a microphone. It's not going to show you what's going on in the room. And if you say, well, there's just nothing to see because I can't hear it, that's stupid. Well, there's nothing out there because we can't prove it. Your instruments don't pick it up. It's not natural. It's beyond this realm. You can't see it with your physical eyes. There's a whole lot of stuff you can't see with your physical eyes that exists that they used to think don't exist, but you got the right equipment, you can see it. Well, how much more? There's stuff spiritually, the way you detect it is with your heart, your spirit. It's called faith. You can't detect it with your, your mind. You can't detect it with your feelings, but you can believe it, and that's how you, that's how you, you touch the spiritual realm. It's through spiritual things. God's a spirit. And so if we're going to deal in this natural realm, 
We need to be full of Him as Christians because if you're not on, if you're a Christian, you've already picked sides, whether you know it or not, and you're not neutral. So there is an enemy that tries to take you out. And so we need to know, we need to be full of Him in order to, to go on to, to overcome. Let's look at Acts 4.29. We'll read this. We read these two scriptures kind of just getting going, and then I want to, we've got something specific we'll cover this morning related to this. Now, Lord, look on their threats. This is, this is the early church. They're, they're being persecuted. They're being pushed. They're being threatened because they're standing up for God. Anybody ever feel like that? You, you, if you're going to do, if you're going to be godly, you, if you're going to stand up for truth, there is, the world is not doing that. It's going to push on you because it doesn't like that. The world wants to do what it wants to do. And so you're a reminder that there's a God. You're a reminder that there is truth. And so don't be surprised especially now. Now look on their threats and grant to the, the, your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the, spirit, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were filled with the Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Notice, they are being pressed, they're being pushed. They come to God and they say, Lord, look at what's going on. Lord, help us. And so they were filled with the Spirit, they were built up, they were strengthened, and then they went out and they're ready to take on their task. They're ready to come into the world with boldness. We need boldness. How are you going to be bold? You need to be filled with the Spirit. Now, we talk about different aspects of this. There is an initial infilling with the Holy Spirit, with the initial evidence of speaking in other tongues. We've talked about maintaining that. We talked about some being led. But we're just talking about being full of the Spirit overall in different aspects of that. It's multifaceted, and that's how you're going to overcome. Mark this. If you're, if you're bumping up against the issues of life and you're feeling depleted and you're feeling run down, it seems like too much, you need to be filled up. Because if you're full of God, you have what you need to go over always. Always. Because if you're full of Him and you're hooked up with Him and you're being led with Him and uh, He's what's overflowing, well, He's victory. And if you're, if you're hooked up, see, if you're full of Him, that means you're in tune with Him. That means you're, you're um, in harmony, you're with His plan, and He always leads us in triumph. If you're depleted, if you're run down, if you're feeling like I can't go on anymore, uh, then you're not full of Him. You're, you're getting filled with doubt, you're getting filled with unbelief, you're getting filled with just the world, the, the, the spirit of this world, and that ends in... Defeat. So, no, we, we need to be filled up. Let's look at Hebrews 4, 11. I want to talk about a, a facet of this because we've been talking about, you know, being filled with the Spirit, some being led by the Spirit. Let's look at Hebrews 4, 11. I want to talk about the Word of God and how this plays in with this because the Word of God is of utmost importance. And we want to be balanced as we're walking these things out. Let me just say this before I go on in, in here. Um, see, we want to walk in balance 
with all things in the word. Middle of the road. Okay? You can take any truth in the word of God, and if you take it to an extreme, it's, it'll become error. We know this in the natural. You can have any kind of a food, and it could be good in, right, in, um, in the right quantities, but you overdo it, and it becomes poison to you. You can drink too much water, for it dilutes everything else, and it can start messing up your system. You're 75% water, but you do it too much, it can mess you up. Well, the, the truth of God's word, spiritual food, what we live on, we need, to, we need to have the balance of the word of God in our life. Rightly divide the word. And when, it ta- when we're talking about the spirit of God, when we're talking about being full of the spirit, when we're talking about being led by the spirit, we need to know that it's going to be balanced and it's definite, gonna, definitely going to be based on the word, the word of God. In other words, you're never going to be uh, and we've, we've mentioned some of these things, but you're never going to be uh, just being led by the Spirit in some way that contradicts the Word of God. So go ahead, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to, to Hebrews 4, verse 11. It's good to, to put your eyes on the Word. If you, have, if you, use it, you, know, if you typically use your phone for, to read the Bible, then look it up on your phone. Just don't go off onto something else. Not, not the time to check your Facebook messages. Turn your notifications off so you don't get the little notification banner coming down when you're trying to look and then you get distracted, your mind goes, because then you miss what God's speaking to you. Hebrews 4, verse 11, it says, For the word of God is living and powerful, sharper and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the heart or the thoughts and intents of the heart. So the Word of God is living and powerful. The Word of God is not a book. The Word of God, the Bible says Jesus is the Word. So it is living. It is powerful. It is not man-made. And it's it's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and is a discerner of thought of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Let's look at the NIV uh, version of verse 12. It says, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Now, we've been talking about being filled with the Spirit, hooking up with your heart, being led by your heart. And that the more you're hooked up with God, the more that you're going to be led by your Spirit. But we, here it says the Word of God will divide between soul and spirit. It will divide between your mind and your heart. This, the Word of God will show up what is your heart and what is your mind. In other words, it will help you to be led. In other words, it will be a guide to you to help you to actually be on the right path in what God has for you. So the Word of God is paramount. The Word of God is first. Let's look at a couple uh, scriptures and I'll say some more. First, we read some of these, but just so in this context, 1 Thessalonians 5.23, it 
1 Thessalonians 5.23. These two I'm just going to read. Don't, you don't have to take. You can turn there if you want, but I'm just going to go over them because they're just recapping. 1 Thessalonians 5.23. You can keep your, ha your hand in, in Hebrews. It says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved bl blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless. We talked about this some, but just saying it here, we are a three-part being. When I was in the Philippines uh, in a missions trip in 2005, you know, we had healing crusades, and we went door-to-door, uh, you know, to preach the gospel to people. And um, so we, we went out there. We were actually helping to establish a church that had, they had been going, uh, getting things going for a while on this island. There was a main church in Manila, and they had planted at that time 19 churches around the Philippines, um, and they were uh, pastored by Filipino nationals. And um, Pastor Paul Chase was the person that had gone over there and spearheaded all this years and years ago. And so they were planning this church um, on, on this island. And so we were part of getting that going. They had already been meeting and everything. But when we went there, we went door-to-door -door advertising, door-to-door -door preaching the gospel, door-to-door -door getting people healed. Amazing what you see when people are desperate and they're out. There is no hope. We saw people walk. We saw people start to see. We saw people that, you know, are on a stretcher get up. Uh, and then we're advertising for these healing crusades at night. So then we, they would come together first night, just a few people there. Second night, more. Third night, completely packed. Um, got to play with their band there, you know, awesome people. Worship God with all their heart. Um, got to play the key, keyboard and, we, and uh, some of those things. And um, so while we were there then, there's all these people that are being born again. And they're being healed. And so then we followed it up with some teaching. So the next, after some of that, we, we had some just teaching sessions to just start grounding them in some of these truths. And so one of the things I taught on was this, spirit, soul, and body. And I'm just this little bit that we're talking about now. Because that, that's, that's one of the fundamental truths that if you understand, it'll help you so much in life. And so we can get, yeah, thank God we can get born again. And we had people uh, filled with the Holy Spirit. And there's a concrete floor. And people are falling. It's got, you know, you better, it better be God when you're falling on a concrete floor. There was no catchers or anything. People are just falling. We didn't get hurt either. Anyway, you need the, you need the ushers when you're not falling <laughs> by God. Those are for the people that aren't actually. And when you see that, that's real, okay? They, do, do people get uh, weird about stuff? Sure, they get weird about anything. Do they put on stuff? Sure, people do that with everything. But what's going on, when, if you've ever seen that in the past, um, if somebody's being prayed for and they do just, you know, go down, yes, you can just do that flesh. But one thing is you're yielding to God. And if you yield, uh, there is a power that, can cut, that will come over you. And it, it will make your body weak. And if you've never experienced, you don't know what, what it is, don't mock it. Because I've been around it. I mean, I've experienced it. And people experience that, you know, just when, when we'll lay hands on people. And I've experienced it many, many times. And it will make you weak because it's a power. And, yeah, people wake up and they're on the floor. They're, they're like, oh, you know. And now if you resist it, you can resist it. 
You don't have to receive it. But if you'll, if you'll yield, the power of God can go, did you have to fault? No. Does it mean you got something if you fell or not? Not necessarily. But anyway, uh, so we got people filled with the Spirit, saved. Well, now, see, that's what the church is for. They're establishing a church. Well, these people, if you just let them go, they're going to go right back into the way they always were. They, if they don't have any knowledge of the Word of God, they could have had an experience with God. They could have had amazing uh, testimony, they could have got healed, but if you don't have teaching of the Word of God and the truth, you're going to just drift, and, and more than likely, you're just going to go back to where you were before. We need the teaching of the Word of God to be established. You need to know the truth of God's Word in order to uh, be established in His plan and His purpose and His truth, and to be able to discern what's Him and what's not Him. Because you know that there, is, there are more than just godly influences on the earth, even spiritually. And so there are supernatural or spectacular things that go on, and they're not all God. Even things that go on in churches are not all God. Did you hear me? I'm not saying the people aren't, don't have a good heart, but anybody can yield to the wrong spirit. You can yield, look at, we're not going to teach on this, but, you know, Peter. Peter, at one point, is telling, Jesus asked him, who do you say I am? And he said, you are the Christ, the Son of God. Next minute, you know, Jesus is telling him, get thee behind me, Satan. He yielded to the wrong thing. He yielded to the Holy Spirit one minute and the, and the wrong thing another minute. You can yield to different things. You can yield to different spirits, and there are different spiritual forces. Well, how are you going to discern what's what? You need the Word of God. It's, you can be led by your heart, but, your, but the Word of God is going to be your guide, and it doesn't change. And so we are a three-part being. We have, or, or we are a spirit. We have a soul. We live in a body, and you need to know God's going to lead you by your heart. And we need to know that. We've talked about that. But we're, and, and talking about being filled with the Spirit, full of the Spirit, you're going to be able to yield to that uh, more readily, but it's not all about just doing whatever you you sense to do. It's got to be uh, led by your heart in line with the Word of God, always. And so, if the more if if we're if we know the Word of God and we train our spirit man, the the Word of God's going to differentiate between what's just our head and what's our heart. And the Bible says that the Word of God will, will differentiate that. You know your soul, you can, it, sometimes it's hard to differentiate between what's your soul, what's your mind, and what's God, your spirit, what, what, he's, what he's actually uh, leading you to do. And the Word of God will show that up. The Word of God can divide it. So we need to know what the Word says. The Word of God is a, a leader for that. So let's, let's read this before we go on Hebrews 4.12. Let's just go back and read it um, in the New King James. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. See, the word of God will show up things. It will show up motivation. It'll show up the truth because it is the truth. And so where is, yes, we want to be, we, we want to be led by God. We believe in being led by God. The Bible teaches being led by God. 
we need to know that you can't just go off and just have all the spirit, quote unquote, without any word. Brother Hagen used to say uh, it like this. He said, if you, uh, if you just have the word, you'll dry up. If you just have the spirit, you'll blow up. If you have the word and the spirit together, you grow up. And if you just go off and it's just always just, you know, no teaching of the word, no grounding of the word, just what the spirit told me and just all this. Thank God for services where it's, you know, the, the presence of God is thick and it's like that. You can't live there, though. Now, I, let me qualify that you can live with God. You have God on the inside of you. You can live knowing the presence of God. But we're talking about, you know, a, a, a congregate, a, a spirit a service where it is. You know, we praise and worship the whole time. Well, if that's all you do every service, you're not going to have any word content and you're going to get off and you're going to be flaky. 100%. Did I lose somebody there? 100% of the time. You know why? God gave us his word. He gave us his word to ground us, to guide us, to help us, to help us to know what is him and what is not him. And so we need to be taught. We need to be grounded. When we talk about being full of the Spirit, you're full of the Word. You know what the Word says. You, you will know that the Word of God or the Spirit of God is never going to lead you into a place uh, that contradicts His Word. Never. It's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So if we'll, if we'll give the Word, they're, they're both equally important, but put the Word first. You need the Word. You need the Spirit of God. Because the Spirit of God is who wrote. Jesus is the Word. The Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, inspired the Word to be uh, written through men. And so it is the Word of God. The Spirit of God inspired it. But always put the Word first. In other words, you don't say, well, the Spirit told me, oh, there's a contradictory verse, but I'm going with the Spirit. Don't ever do that. You say, the Word told me this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bounce the word. I'm going to bounce the spirit, whatever the spirit's saying, off the word. That, those are your bumpers. You know, we played candle pin bowling, I don't know, a week and a half ago. And we played with the bumpers. You know what I'm talking about? You got the bumpers on both sides of the, the lane. You guys are just looking at me like, what? I don't know. Just getting blank looks. Like, what? So you got the bumpers on the side, and we were playing at the 30s and 40s. Some people never played candle pin bowling, so they didn't have... You know, if you've never played cannabis bowling or any bowling, I mean, you go off in the, into the gutter, well, you're done. We're just there to have fun. So, what, you know, when we were, uh, had our kids growing up, of course, they're kids. So we just had the bumper. So, you know, you can just bounce in and out. You can go be going this way, but, oh, the bumper saved you. And, oh, you overcorrected bumper. I mean, we had that several times where it looks like the ball's going here, but, oh, bounce right into the middle and, oh, knock down majority of the pins. Now, if it was normal, it would have just gone off. And so we did that with the 30s and 40s. A lot more fun in that case. Now, if you want to be hardcore, you know, eventually not have it, that's fine. But this was just social. Well, that word of God's like that. You're going for the gutter. The word of God will say, oh, no, wrong way. And it'll point you back the right way. And you know what? We talk about being in the middle of the road with people. This is what people do. This is what the body of Christ does in general. They're going so hard one way. And, and until there's a correction in the earth, and it bounces it the other way, and instead of just going down the middle, they go all the way over into the other ditch. You know, there's just so many examples. Prayer, 
You know, people aren't praying. So then they get into where, you know, everybody's praying. And, but then, you know, emphasize prayer so much that people go off into the weeds. And now people start getting flaky. So what happens? Well, we're shutting down prayer. <laughs> we're not going to do it. Well, you just went from wigged out to dried up. You could say that in so many things, you know. Uh, evil spirits and demons, you know, people, that's one that just bounces like this. People are like, there's no devil. Well, that's stupid. Then you go to where everything's a devil. Well, now you're living crazy. You know, I'm going to cast that, I'm going to cast that spirit of overeating out of you. I'm going to cast that spirit of watching too much TV out of you. No, some of it's just, we just need to exercise discipline on our flesh. It doesn't have anything to do with spirit. You know the, wor the works of the flesh when it lists them in Galatians? I mean, sorcery, do you know that's a work of the flesh? People will be like, oh, that's spiritual. The Bible calls it a work of the flesh. Do you know the work, do you know, you know, satanic stuff? It's basically do whatever you want to do. Do what thy will. People, people will, um, talk, you know, look at, oh, that's satanic. That's really, woo, spiritual. Basically, it's yielding completely to your flesh and doing whatever, and, the, and Satan can work through that really easy. You yield to whatever, yield your flesh to whatever, do whatever you want to do in your mind, in your, in your um, body. Satan has an open door. How are you going to know what's, what's what? The Word of God. The Word of God's going to tell you. The Word of God's going to keep us grounded. The Word of God's going to keep us on. You know, people get... No, I'm not going to go there right now. We'll just, we'll just keep going. We need to know what the Word of God says. Proverbs 20, verse 27. Proverbs 20, verse 27. The Spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord searching all the inner depths of his heart. The spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord. What's a lamp? It's leading and guiding. It's showing you where to go. Searching all the inner depths of the heart. So your spirit's how you're being led, but the word of God, we're going to read in a minute, is a guide that helps you in the channels to keep on. John 16, 12 says, I, this is Jesus, I, have, uh, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth. So the Spirit's going to guide you into all truth. For He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever he, he hears, He will speak, and He will tell you things to come. Notice it says, when the Spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. Look at John 17, 17. Next, it's just a, a chapter down. It says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So the Spirit of God is going to lead you into all truth. The word of God is truth. So the Spirit of God is going to lead you in line with the word. Always. Always, always leads you in line with the Word. The Word is going to keep you on track. The Word is going to keep you from getting flaky. 
The Word is going to keep you. The Word will save your life. You, you get an inclination. You think, oh, maybe this is God. Maybe I should do this over here. And if you're not completely settled, you, you're trying to determine, is that my head or is that my heart? The Word of God will help you determine that. can save your life. can save you from going in the wrong way because you have a scripture that's bugging you. You're thinking, well, I should do this. Ah, I wonder if it's God. And somebody, somebody could have prophesied over you. Watch that. Because we're not led by prophecies in the New Testament. Did you hear me? We're not led by prophecies in the New Testament. We're led by the Spirit of God. A word will only confirm what God has already said in your heart, always. If, if somebody says something to you and it isn't bearing witness with it, you on the inside, God has already led you, you throw it away, I don't care who it is. God does not go around leading Christians by prophecy in the New Testament. People are going around trying to be Old Testament prophet, and thus saith the Lord. The Old Testament, the, the people in the Old Testament, only a few people had the Spirit of God on, in, or on them to lead, the king and the priest and the prophet. The New, the New Testament, every believer has a Spirit of God on the inside of them. So they don't need somebody on the external to tell them what to do with their life. They need the Word of God and the Spirit of God to lead them. We're not led by prophecy. We're not led by somebody coming up and saying, I believe you're called to do this. You, that, that could confirm something you already had on the inside of you and confirm, yeah, that, that's God speaking to me. But if it's like a new idea to you, it's like, well, no, I thought I was supposed to do this. Throw it away. I heard of somebody one time, this, could, this person was tone deaf. I mean, couldn't carry a tune in a bucket, couldn't sing at all, and somebody's prophesying on them, they're going to have a huge music ministry. And they're like, I can't sing. And I don't remember who was, was talking about it. Throw it away. Well, do I need to go get voice lessons? No, that's not God. Did you ever have that thought before? Well, no, I can't say. Well, throw it away. We don't go. We don't, we're not led by those things. The Word of God will keep, will keep you in line. The Word of God will cut through what is God and what is not. And if you know what to do, if you know what the Word of God already says, then don't try to figure out a way around it by what, quote-unquote, the Spirit's telling you. You are on dangerous ground. If you know the Word of God says this, you know what it says, don't violate it. If you knowingly violate it, then you are searing your conscience. You're going to become dull. Because if you see what the Word of God says in an area, and you say, no, I'm going to do this anyway, you're going to limit your ability. You're going to dull your ability to actually hear what the God, Word of God said, uh, is saying to you. Because if you deny what is black and white, what God has said, it's going to be very difficult to determine what He's saying in areas that aren't clearly spelled out in the Word of God. And so don't do that. If you know, just say, the Word of God, submit to it. Bow your knee to it. Don't violate it. Don't try to make, don't make a place for it. Don't make an, a place for sin. The Bible says, don't make a place. No provision for the flesh. Don't say before, well, I'm going to do it anyway, and I'll repent afterwards. Dangerous play to, place to be. You may not want to repent. The Bible says sin is hardening. You get to the place where you're good. You, you're, you're, you'll say, ah, I don't want to repent. I'm enjoying it too much. I'm going forward. You don't want to do that. 
No, the word is truth, and the Spirit will lead you into all, all truth. Psalm 119. Don't, don't turn to Psalm 119. Psalm 119 is super long. It's a great book to read, but I'm just going to quote it. It says, um, Psalm 119.105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. It's a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. In the Living Bible, do you have a Living Bible? Are you able to get that? Your words are a flashlight to light the path ahead of me and keep me from stumbling. It's able to keep you from stumbling. Able to keep you from stumbling. Able to keep you from getting sucked up into some uh, new revelation that somebody has that's not scriptural. The Word of God's a, the, the bumper that will keep that from happening. I had it happen in my life before. You know, there... There was there's certain things that were being taught in the body of Christ, and I read certain things, and it was really big. And there's certain things that just bothered me. I go and I'd be like, "That's not," but that's not the word, and it it bothered me. It sounds good. Most of it was good. Ninety percent of it was good. The only problem is there's some stuff that just flat contradicts Scripture, and that bugged me. I'm like, I can't get away from it. So I looked it up, and every translation. See what respected teachers had to say about it. Listen to what they said about it. Read books on it and then came to it. It's like, this person, they're wrong. It doesn't line up with the Word of God. It doesn't matter that people are going after it and, and you know, uh, taking it up and believing it. No, the Word of God will keep you grounded, will keep you centered, will keep you on the right track. Don't override what the Word says, ever. It might be a misunderstanding you have with the Word. Well, get that settled. But if from your understanding, don't override it. If you see that, no, I believe this is what the Word is telling me to do. Don't make an excuse and try to go around it. Don't try to get to where, uh, you know, well, no, but I just, I feel good about such and such. Feeling has nothing to do with anything. You could eat the wrong thing and feel good or bad. doesn't mean you're supposed to do something in the plan of God. Well, I just feel like this is right. Yeah, but there's this verse and this verse. Well, I just feel. No, we don't, don't be that. Don't be that. Just, just mark, it, mark it in your life right now as you're hearing the Word. We're, we're, we're full of the Spirit of God. We're led by the Spirit of God, but we're grounded in the Word of God. Just mark it right now. If the Word of God, you know it's saying something that contradicts where the path you're on, Put it, just mark it down in your mind right now that I will listen to what the Word says and I will slow down and not go forward. It can save your life. It can save your marriage. can save your business. can save you from heartache because you'll submit to the Word of God. If the Word of God comes, see the Bible says the Word of God is for correction. It's for reproof. It's for doctrine. It's for instruction. But part of that is correction. When it comes... Be humble enough to say, I believe what God says, so it doesn't matter if my mind's saying something, flesh saying something, somebody else is prophesying to me something. I am humble enough to say, i got to get this settled because I'm not going to go outside of these tracks. You're solid then. You won't be moved easily. You won't be caught up with every wind of doctrine. You won't be caught up with every movement. You'll be settled. You'll be strong. You'll be grounded. Amen? Strong in the Lord. Settled in the Lord. Joshua 
These are, read you a few scriptures. These are uh, pictures of just the strength that's just in the Word of God, just being settled. Joshua 1.8, and then we're going to go to Psalms. See, this is one of those things we're talking about, you know, being led and being full, Spirit of God manifesting. People jump up and down and run around, and they just get excited, and thank God for a service like that. And you sense the presence of God tangibly. You know, He's always with us, but you sense it. See, people, they love that. Thank God for it. But when you understand some of the things we're talking about, it'll keep you going for the long haul. It'll keep you going so that you can enjoy all the, all the rest of the times and not just blow off and go off in the weeds. You know how many revivals have been short-circuited by this? Basically, most of the time, stuff starts getting going and people get in and they get, they get hyped up. But if you're going to keep something going, it's got to be it's got to be kept with the word. I, I, have anybody seen Jesus Revolution? If you haven't seen that movie, I go see it. It's an excellent movie. Production quality was excellent. Story was excellent. It's true. It's about the, the Jesus movement in the early 70s. They depicted it very well. What was going on because there was charismatic figures. There was things that were going on. But the pastor, he kept things on the, on the word and grounded. And that's why that kept going. It would have just blown up. I appreciated that about that. It, it showed the importance of truth, not feeling all the time. And so we see a lot, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now. There is a, a stirring. And there is, there can be spectacular things and supernatural things and thank God for it. But here's... Uh, one thing that you got to keep in mind, don't miss the supernatural looking for the spectacular. Satan has spectacular too. And so things, somebody thinks it's spectacular, it must be God. It's not always God. And so they go, well, this person, and then they just go hook, line, and sinker in one direction and don't, they're not settled. Well, it's the same thing in our life. Yet just don't, don't listen to somebody just because you think it's spectacular, just because that must be God. No. Well, that, you know, they read my mail. The devil can read your mail. Does it line up with the Word of God? Does it line up with truth? Does it line up with what the Word says and the Spirit of God will, will bear witness? Look at these words here. Joshua 1.8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, and that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Go back to the beginning. It says, this book of the law shall not depart of your mouth. That's all they had at that point. But now we would say the word of God. We have the complete word of God. This, this word of God shall not depart from your mouth, your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. What is that? You'll keep it in your forefront, that you may observe to do all that is written in it, According to all that is written, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. In other words, you're keeping the Word there. We're led by the Spirit, thank God, but we have the Word. We have the Bible. We have the Word of God. We reverence the Word. What is that? You, you show honor to the Word. You, you don't just take it lightly. 
Look at Psalm 1, verse uh, 1. Blessed is the man who, who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. Or we could say the word of the Lord. And in his law or in his word, that's what we have now, in his law, in his word, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. See that, that look at verse 3 again. This person that, that's meditating, that's keeping the word of God in, in his, uh, his view, that isn't fellowshipping or being around people that are ungodly. Verse 3, he shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in the season, whose leaf also shall not wither and whatever he does shall prosper. That's a picture of strength, of stability, of just uh, establishment. Not moved here and, here and there, to and fro, but just moving forward, strong, stable. The more you know about the Word of God, or know the Word of God, the more stable and secure and settled you are. And the more resistant you're going to be to the tactics of the devil. Let's look real briefly. Uh, just put this up. 2 Corinthians 11 verse uh, 13 says, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. Verse 14, And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. It says Satan himself also transforms himself into an angel of light. In other words, he presents himself like he's good. Godless things, things that are actually inspired by the devil, a lot of times they try to portray themselves as if they're godly. A half-truth can be a lot worse than a bold-faced lie. Because people will buy the half-truth. People, when Scripture is quoted, when it looks kind of godly and religious, people are much more apt to swallow it than if it's just flagrantly godless. How are you going to know the difference? You, got, you have to know the Word. Now, I'm going to say this. You know, people get, uh, I'll say this, just hear my heart. Um, people will make a big deal out of like the satanic conference. People are gathering together for that and make a huge deal about that as if, well, th this really indicates there's really something bad going on. Most people are not going to buy that. They're not going to be Satan worshipers. But we've been in a country for 50 years that has been aborting babies. We've been in a country that is promoting all kinds of sexual perversion. And people vote for people that promote all that stuff. We're already in a lot of evil. Because I'm not saying there's not. Yeah, people, they're off and they're, they're trying to do some stuff. But people are voting in people for decades and 
uh, supporting stuff in churches, quote-unquote, that have flags, like rainbow flags, and saying we just accept everybody, and they're promoting godlessness. They're promoting perversion, and that's in church, and that's been going on for a while. Nobody's ringing the and People are ringing the bells, but they're not like, we got to stop this because it's infiltrated. That's godless. So it goes off like this. How, how are you going to stay grounded? Well, I just feel we got to be compassionate. Well, I, you know, sit, no, you got to go by the word of God. Amen. What's going to keep you on? The word of God. The word of God says, so this, this is wrong. This is evil. This we can't do. Well, but we just, we, we, we got to worry about people. We got to care about people's feelings and, you know, their situation. And what, that overrides the truth of God's word? It doesn't. We show compassion. We love people, but we cannot promote what people are saying is right when it's wrong. How do you know what's right or wrong? You have to know the word of God because people say, well, God told me. This is what we're doing. We have to. The spirit of God is leading us in this direction. Does it contradict the word of God? Because it's not God. The, and when we know what the Word of God says, then you, you know you don't have to be afraid. See, people get afraid of stuff like, again, not teaching on this, just touching on it. You don't have to be afraid of somebody that calls themselves a, a Satanist. You need to know that who you are in, the, in, in uh, Christ, and that through Christ, they don't have any power of you over you whatsoever. Zero. But see, people, there's almost a fear sometimes. People are like, well, we got to do something about this. It's been going on. It's infiltrated. Most people, they wouldn't call. They'll, they'll run away from that, but they'll buy the other stuff, and they have bought it. So we need, as Christians, to stand against everything that's evil, but don't get into a mode where we got to get stirred up about certain things when there's already been, there's already so much evil already present. We need to know it's subtle. Satan portrays himself as an angel of light. He's, he's a deceiver. That's primarily what he does. How are we going to know? How are we going to know the true and the false? We're going to go by the word of God. How, if somebody just says, well, God, God told me. Okay, I'm listening. What did God tell you? Does it line up with the scripture? What's it doing on the inside? What's it doing on the inside of me? Spirit, not my head, Spirit of God. We'll see, then we're going to be solid. Then we're going to be secure. Then we're going to be steadfast and is where we can't be pushed off because, no, we're going by the Word of God. Spirit leads us in those channels, and we can be strong. We can stand up in our rights and privileges and what God has done for us, but we're not carried away by excess, and we're not carried away by, quote-unquote, new doctrines that are actually not scriptural. We're solid. Amen? Amen? We just keep going on with him.